I used to need to know the end of every story. But these days, I only need the start to get me going. God is the crack where the story begins. We are the crack where the story gets interesting. These words are the first two stanzas of a poem entitled Narrative Theology Number Two by Padre Otuma, who is my current poet obsession. Reading his poetry alongside this week's scripture has been a reminder I've needed, I don't know about you, of God's story intertwined with the world's story, with our story, and to let its beginning lead us with breadcrumbs or stars in the sky to guide our feet as the sacred story of God is told and retold through relationships. After a week in our nation where the levels of anxiety and fear and political polarization have been as high as the humidity levels, we need to hear a story about Jesus slowing down and remaining centered. Aware of himself and his body and how putting his body in places of crowds that press and push can change the way the crowds react. We need to hear a story about courageous faith. For courage is what it looks like when fear has said its prayers, someone said. A courageous kind of faith that reaches out and pushes past social taboos to create a connection with someone who has power to share and bring healing from dis-ease. We need a story where the dead return to life, where children thought to be lost are reunited with their parents, and where grief is turned into a party, where daughters of all ages are loved and valued as whole people worthy of kindness, advocacy, and being believed when they tell their whole truth. I used to need to know the end of every story. But these days, I only need the start to get me going. At Free For All on Tuesday, our group noticed how many instances of touch there are in this story, and that they're all different. Mark seems to really want us to feel this story on our skin with our nerve endings in our bodies. Because there is touch, and then there is touch. We all know that. Jesus knew that too. Touch can make us whole, bring us peace. Whether it's physical, such as a hand on an arm or an embrace, or symbolic, a symbolic touch, like the touches we make to a space that Make it welcoming, make it beautiful, familiar. Touch bridges the gap between faith and fear, between feeling at home and feeling like we just don't belong. Touch creates connection, 
nurtures relationships and fosters acceptance on a level that words alone can't establish. Jesus' ministry is all about connections. The touches, the creation of connections that he encountered and accepts from people whose lives are hemorrhaging blood or hemorrhaging guilt, self-righteousness or anxiety, hemorrhaging blame or greed. Sometimes Jesus touches these people. Sometimes they first touch him. Sometimes the touch is with the hand, and at other times the touch is with words, words that rest upon the heart and heal the soul. However the touch occurs, a connection is made. And the church as the body of Christ comes into being through connections made, through acceptance received, relationships nurtured, and an awareness of God's healing presence, even in the midst of disappointment, when prayers for physical healing don't get answered the way we want or when we want. These kinds of connections take courage, the connecting like Jesus way. And courage's root word comes from the Latin word cur, meaning heart. Courage comes from the heart. Leading people to do all kinds of things they wouldn't normally do. We can imagine this when we've got the adrenaline rushing through our veins because something demands action from us. It feels like our heart is going to leap out of our chest. So we can see where that word comes from. It takes courage when your heart is leading the way. Like a father in this story, approaching a carpenter, rabbi, and folk healer who is desperate enough for anything that will save his 12-year-old daughter's life. Or like a woman who hasn't been touched in 12 years because of the ritual purity codes forbidding human contact. She's pushing hips and torsos and shoulders out of her way just to touch the cloth, covering the body of a man who can help her get her life back. Just the cloth. They both, this woman and this father, desire connection with Jesus, one on behalf of another and the other on behalf of herself. And so as their stories meet before Jesus, they weave together into a body story. As the woman summons her courage and convictions that the Jesus she's heard about can heal her of dis-ease, the touch of faith overcomes her fear. As her body testifies that a change has taken place within, she can feel it even if no one else around her notices, except Jesus. For again, there's touch, and then there's touch. Mark tells us that even as the woman knew immediately in her body that she had been changed, Jesus immediately knew in his body that a power had gone forth from him that he was not in control of. So he pauses 
in this mission with a 12-year-old's father to find out who initiated relationship through the touch of courageous faith and connection, the kind of touch that reached past the fear of what others might think. Jesus delayed his arrival to the bedside of a daughter who had love and plenty of touch and advocates on her behalf to first heal a daughter who did not have an advocate or count for very much. And in doing so, Jesus enacts God's preferential option for the poor, making the last first. But the first are not without hope. We keep reading this story because faith is not a finite resource. Faith does not have winners or losers. The grace of God is not a zero-sum game. The father and leader of a synagogue does not have to lose his daughter in order for the chronically ill woman to win. Because this is the whole truth. The grace of God is more generous than that. More extravagant than we can ever fully experience or fathom. And because of this grace, this boundless, extravagant, generous grace, that keeps no record of wrongs or scores or lists. We have this grace as well because we have been touched simply by witnessing to the story and how it witnesses to us in our bodies. We have the courage to live from our hearts, to live into the gracious courage of God, the heart of all being. So may God grant us courage to tell the stories of when Jesus showed up, put his body in places of needed touch and connection, and brought the levels down of fear, anxiety, and showed instead mercy, justice, and acceptance of whoever was in front of him. And then may God grant us the courage to be the body of Christ, that body of Christ, who went to places to calm the levels down, to show instead a new way of relating, which is in fact a very old way of relating, simply being with another person, being the church in the world, the body of Christ, May God grant us courage to tell the stories from Genesis to Revelation and also from our own lives and experiences of redemption, liberation, and welcome. Remembering that in the beginning, the creator of love formed us in love's image, all of us in love's image, and called all of us without exception very good. May we remember the stories that there's no longer Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, but all are one in Christ. And it's our diversity, not sameness in Christ, that testifies to this new creation. 
as we remember what Jesus said to let all the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. And we are all somebody's child. Children does not determine based on age. We all have mamas and daddies, people who love us, people who call us their babies. And so Jesus says to all of us, hinder not one another to come to me. And remember above all what the Lord requires of you, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Do not fear, only believe. Believe that God is with us. Believe that God is for us. Believe that God can use us, yes, even us, even those we can't stand, because we're also what someone else can't stand. So God can use all of us. As we go forth in these days, that call for gracious courage, for justice, for reconciliation and mercy, and above all, listening through the fear. For God is the crack where the story begins. God is the woman who bleeds and who touches. We are the story of courage or blushes. God is the story of whatever works. God is the twist at the end and the quirks. We are the start and we're at the center. We are the characters, narrators, and inventors. God is the bit that we can't explain. Maybe the healing, maybe the pain. We are the bit that God can't explain. Maybe the harmony, maybe the strain. God is the plot, and we are the writers, the story of winners, and the story of fighters, the story of love, and the story of rupture, the story of stories, the story without structure. Amen. <laughs>